Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Eat Speak podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. Oh, today it's nearly New Year's Eve, and ha- you know, Happy New Year to everyone who's watching this after New Year's Eve. We're going to be talking about what's coming up in the new year in 2022, and we want to talk about one of the most exciting restaurants of 2021. It's a new restaurant that opened right about a year ago, and that had an exciting new chef who came in the middle of the year. Denise Shavandi from Fort Worth made her way all the way down to Burleson. Welcome, Denise. <laughs> oh, thanks for having me, bud. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Well, now, Denise, you were at uh, one of the best restaurants in Dallas-Fort Worth years ago. You were at Pegasus, and, and then, uh, is that the name of it in Fort Worth, right? It was Pegasus, yes, right? Yes, correct. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was, it was one of the highest rated uh, uh, Zagat restaurants in the days when everybody counted on Zagat survey. And then uh, yeah. you were at the Modern the last few years, and you were at right. American Revelry south of Burleson on uh, 279 West Hidden Creek Parkway, which is a couple of miles west of Interstate 35 on the south side of Burleson. And, uh, you know, my gosh, Denise, first of all, I mean, tell us what American Revelry is all about and how you found your way down there. <laughs> well, American Revelry is definitely all about celebrating American food, American cuisine, um, as well as beverages also. Um, you know, really bringing that focus on what we have here and available within the United States. Um, but part of that, what's really cool is that we like to celebrate all the different cultural influences. I mean, if you think about all the different places that you can travel around in the, within the United States, you know, contiguous United States or including islands, there's so many different influences, flavors, so many things going on kind of right here at home. And that's what we're about is really celebrating that. So it's all about different parts of the country in which you can eat. You know, really, it's a, it's a, it's a, a you know, upscale, not upscale, but it's a, you know, modern contemporary grill and bar, a uh, good place to have a burger or brunch or, you know, try something exciting. You change a lot of specials around it's kind of a tour of America if you visit at different times, right? Yes, exactly. And we're working on, um, you know, we've usually has a, had a seasonal regional menu um, before I arrived. We've had, um, you know, just some challenges that that's been difficult to kick off, but we'll be working on having a regional menu coming up shortly um, and working on the area of Louisiana. Love some of the flavors down there. And uh, I think that'll be really exciting. So the idea is to have that regional menu featured on top of our regular menu on a regular basis and kind of take a culinary road trip around the world, around, around well, the U.S. The most important thing is American Revelry is the, uh, you know, kind of the modern contemporary grill and bar. Uh, you don't need to go to Fort Worth or, or Dallas to, to have a, a upscale experience with craft cocktails. You can do exactly. it right there in Burleson. Steve, Steve, you were going to ask? Well, I was going to say, y'all do steak, too, because I saw this picture. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. We recently brought in these fabulous 36-ounce um, tomahawk steaks. Uh, they're actually from uh, Nolan Ryan's uh, Meat Company, and they are absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, we're cooking those to order. Uh, I'm making a smoked bone marrow butter, which is just really enhances and amplifies the meatiness flavor. Uh, that's all carved table side brought out to you on a carving board. Um, and just kind of a neat experience to have that come out to the table. A um, lot of fun. People are enjoying it. It's been incredibly well received and, and just a fabulous piece of meat. And, and that'd be cuisine from Fort Worth then for your <laughs> Yes, definitely very local uh, as far as that one goes. And people would drive from Fort Worth. Piece of beef also. 
Yeah, so this uh, this beef is actually, um, this is our short rib. This is beef that's coming from another local meat vendor, 44 Farms, and that is our short rib. It's slow braised, short rib. We're braising those for about five, six hours in red wine with a nice mirepoix, herbs. Um, we actually use all that braising liquid to create a sauce. It's served over a nice pappadelli pasta that's just gently tossed in butter with a little garlic and shallots and herbs. And then we have just some thinly shaved tobacco onions on top for a little bit of texture. And I like crunch. <laughs> Denise, this looks great. For people who haven't made their plans yet, tell us a little bit of what you're doing New Year's Eve. And then tell us about brunch Saturday and Sunday. Sure. So uh, this New Year's Eve, uh, we don't actually have like um, a regular party scheduled. We actually decided to take a little different route. We're doing our standard menu, um, which I think is actually going to bring a lot of people in not having a preset, a lot of places. And I have certainly done that in the past, having a preset prefix menu. Uh, but we'll be serving up our regular menu. In addition, we will be bringing in lobster tails and crab that will be our feature for the evening. Um, and we will still be having a whole lot of fun. And just to give our team a little break, we actually will be closed for brunch on New Year's Day. Uh, they'll be working hard New Year's Eve. Um, and we need a little bit of a break. Uh, and we'll open back up again Saturday night for dinner. And again, this is American Revelry in Burleson, 279 West Hidden Creek Parkway, which is west of I-35, uh, south of downtown Burleson. So yes, uh, it is a, a fairly new restaurant, American Revelry. People may not have been there yet. And Denise, you've worked a lot of New Year's Eve. Oh, wait a minute. Let's talk about yeah. this. Uh, stop <coughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, we, we can't forget the Zerg. <laughs> Oh, we, we have some great desserts. It's one of the things that I kind of tried to tackle uh, a little early on and adding different desserts. Uh, the one that you're looking at right now is our chocolate toffee mousse cake. Um, and oh, it's got lots of nice little chunks of chocolate toffee in there. We sprinkle extra chocolate toffee on top. We've got a caramel sauce, a chocolate sauce. We make our own whipped cream in-house. Um, a nice little pirouette cookie on there, too, for some crunch. Um, this has been selling incredibly well. Um, this one, as well as we make a great creme brulee. What I love about the creme brulee we're doing is we've got these shallow dishes that are really wide. And to me, the best part about creme brulee is that sugar on top. And a lot of times when you get the creme brulees, they're kind of narrow and deep. So with these wide, shallow creme brulee dishes, you get like a little bit of that toasted sugar crunch in every bite. And the creme brulees have been extraordinarily well received. Everybody's just really enjoying that. I love cracking the uh, sugar on top of a cream brulee. It's just oh, yeah, no, that that sound even is just like so satisfying. <laughs> mm -hmm. Denise, you've cooked a lot of New Year's Eves and chefed a lot of New Year's Eves. What's different about uh, working New Year's Eve as far as expectations, or is it just the crowd? Or you know, what? Tell me about restaurants on New Year's Eve. Uh, restaurants in general on New Year's Eve, obviously, we we all get full. It is, um, you know, very few places will not be full on New Year's Eve, I believe, um, except, of course, the year that we had really bad ice and snow. <laughs> that, that does keep people away. Um, but in general, it's a really big evening for people to go out and celebrate, um, you know, enjoy themselves, enjoy the company that they're with. Um, you know, our idea for this New Year's Eve is definitely, you know, come on in, have dinner with us, enjoy yourself, um, and then have your company to ring in the new year. Um, 
yeah, maybe maybe at home, maybe you're still here having a good time. That's fine too. Um, but uh, just a little bit of a different pace than having a preset menu. Steve, for uh, some of the other people who may not have made plans, I, I wrote a few of the uh, the other plans in the uh, EatSpeak column, which you can find at startelegram.com slash EatSpeak. Uh, your old haunt, Cafe Modern, is only doing an early dinner on New Year's Eve. They're doing uh, lunch from 11 to 7. They're extending their lunch and dinner menu all day. And so you can you can go and drop in and have an early dinner. They have their regular menu, and then they have a, a Filipino New Year's Eve specialty and some other uh, specials to throw in. But they're mainly oh. doing the regular menu, regular prices. You can have early dinner before you go to out, out to uh, a New Year's Eve concert or, or one of the right. special events. Uh, yeah, that's The biggest thing this New Year's Eve is closing time at Fred's. Uh, it's mm -hmm. Fred's Texas Cafe is having their last night of, of burgers and, and country music kicking. And, and uh, the old burger grill in the middle of West 7th is going west. And so uh, New Year's Eve is their last night for Fred's. They'll go right up until midnight. And uh, then let's see some of the other events um, that the, uh, well, I mean, everybody's got some sort of a plan. You can still find reservations on Open Table. Uh -huh. Resi, you can find, uh, you know, some of the changes. Oh, I want to talk about, you know, where you can go outside. If you feel like that because of the, uh, the Omicron that you want to eat outside on New Year's Eve, uh, Wishbone and Flint, uh, you know, has a nice outdoor patio. Mm -hmm. And I think American Revelry has a nice patio, right? We do. We've got a great patio outside. Um, we've often had, um, you know, throughout the year, we've been doing live music uh, on the weekends. Uh, we have put a stop to that for a little while because we assumed it would be unpleasant weather outside. But uh, fortunately, we're having gorgeous weather. So we absolutely have seating available on our patio. We even have some games outside. We've got kind of a little pavilion and grassy area outside with cornhole and a giant Jenga and things like that outside. We have fire pits, really helps, um, you know, with the ambiance outside, even if it's nice and warm. Um, and some, we do have some heaters underneath um, our little patio covering as well. So we do have a few tables that do have heaters over them. Um, and as soon as the we expect nice weather in the spring, we'll be bringing back some music outside on the patio on the weekends as well. Now, you'll be doing New Year's Eve outside for those who want to sit out there, right? We will have seating available. Um, then we do have some blankets. They might want to bring a blanket, just depending on how cold it's going to get tomorrow night. Okay. And, the, uh, and I do think uh, Town Grill, for those uh, readers who live in far north Fort Worth, we have a lot of viewers. So Town Grill, they're at Alliance Town Center. The Philippe Armenta restaurant, they have a nice patio there at Town Grill, too. Uh, gosh, then comes New Year's. And look at all the great restaurants that are opening in New Year's. Steve, have you read up on the new Tim Love restaurant or Donor Tebio uh, or no, any of the you know, new places? He had a nice coming? little story about that, and then we had a video where he kind of showed us around. So that was uh, that was nice. He's got that's Paloma Suerte in the stockyards. Lucky Dove uh -huh. is the place that he'll be opening, and that will open about the first month after the new year. And then I think that uh, that Ben Merritt's place, uh, the Fitzgerald, the seafood restaurant in Camp Bowie will be opening uh, within the first month of the new year. Uh, gosh, you know, Christian Lehrman's new courtside bistro, the pickleball restaurant is already open. And then later in the year, uh, you know, we, we get a lot of the places. We get uh, Austria, 61 Osteria downtown, the Italian restaurant. We get uh, uh, Tremogli Italian, uh, which is next door to Wishbone and Flint. And then we get a new burger place from John Vanell. We get John's Grill, which is his version of burgers and barbecue. So... Uh, he's bringing his own barbecue and burger place to the TCU area. 
wow, that's a lot of places. Yeah. I'm hoping some of the open. A lot of big, go ahead, Denise. You know those I guys. Say, I they, hope some of them are going to be open on Sundays and Mondays because those are my days off and my best chance to go out and try some new places. So, You've been so great about promoting other restaurants, and you went with Kevin Martinez to Japan on, mm-hmm. on that adventure. And yes. You've been so great about supporting other restaurants. What, who are the restaurants that you, where you like to go on Sundays and Mondays, and uh, who are the people that you think uh, really do a good job that deserve a lot more attention than Core Core? There are so many places, and it just seems like so little time for me to actually get out and eat, and I guarantee you if you ask other chefs, too, in town, it is really challenging to get out and eat, but that is always my best treat on my day off to not cook and to go out to eat. Um, one of my favorite places, um, and I do have to hit them up on a Sunday. They're not open on Mondays. It's a Hatsuyuki hand roll bar. Um, you know, the food in there is just incredible, super fresh. They have some really unique things um, on the menu that I just absolutely enjoy it. Um, that's one of my favorites. Of course, you know, Kevin, I love going in. Uh, Jerry and Mary are great folks too over at Tokyo Cafe, another place you can sell. I'm kind of leaning towards a bit Asian um, <laughs> cuisine and some of my preferences. Um, love seafood. So, you know, water's definitely on my list as well. Um, you know, I've been out recently. I think I went to uh, Tricky Fish, had a great experience over there also. Um, yeah, for a Chinese Tricky Fish there. is very good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, now I want people to know a little bit more about you before we go. I, I know that, you know, you came to Pegasus and then after that you were at Central Market for quite some time. But yeah. tell people you know, where you came from, your, your global food influences and, and uh, how you, you know, how you came to, to be a chef and, and uh, you wound up winning Chopped by the way, last year we should talk. Yes, that was that was super exciting and a lot of fun to do. Um, so yeah, uh, I mean, I got started in restaurants pretty early, starting in college, um, loved to cook, uh, worked my way up. Um, you know, I, I always joke and tell people that I thought I'd have what I consider to be a real job first, uh, like an office job and then invest in or buy a restaurant because I kind of always knew that was something that I wanted to have on my horizon. Um, and, you know, Getting out of college, um, starting wages weren't that great. The jobs weren't that exciting as what I was doing. So I stayed in the restaurant business, working my way up. Um, you know, uh, met my husband working in restaurants because with our kind of schedule, where else are you going to meet somebody? Uh, he usually was he was front of the house. Uh, we met. We decided to open a restaurant together. We started out in Waxahachie with Crazy Horse Cafe. Um, after Crazy Horse, we moved into Fort Worth. And opened up Pegasus. Also had Spice International Cafe as well. I absolutely am just, I guess, fascinated with um, other flavors, other cultures. Um, you know, not just what they eat, but why do they eat it? How is that? You know, how is their, how are their cooking methods influenced by you know the the terrain or the weather? Um, you know, they're they're not outside grilling in you know northern areas of Russia where it's really cold, you're doing indoor cooking, um, you know, light and bright and spicy foods and hot regions. Um, so all of that has just kind of been a fascinating journey to me to learn and explore about the people, the food, the cultures, the flavors. Um, so I love bringing different kinds of flavors like that in, um, you know, 
after having restaurants for, I think we were, we were had restaurants for 15 years. Uh, it was a great journey. Uh, there were some crazy uh, economic times that happened and it was seemed like the right time for us to get out of that. Had a great career at Central Market for a while, had the opportunity to do some R&D with them on uh, everything from bulk bar to prepackaged items to working on the redesign of the cafe menus. Um, worked at Eatsy's for quite a while too, both places having huge holiday rushes. I am thankful that even though we're busy during the holiday season uh, in the restaurant business, it's really not the same as running a holiday hotline, thankfully. <laughs> Thousands of pounds of mashed potatoes and things of the sort at the holidays. So, um, and you know, now I feel like, you know, coming to Burleson and doing American food is really fascinating after doing so many different cultural influences and being able to see how, you know, immigrants to this country and what they've brought with them as far as ingredients, techniques, and influences, and how those have affected different regions within the United States. And, and it's really kind of fascinating how that all kind of pulls together in a really interesting way. Yeah, I, I think the headline on when you moved down there was, Global Chef Takes on American Revelry. So the, <laughs> You know, when you when you open Spice here in Fort Worth, Spice people still talk about Spice how it was 15 years ahead of its time as far as <laughs> this mix of you know Mediterranean South Asian flavors that that people right. are just crawling all over each other for now and then. But, uh, you know it just the you know, the 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 global influence you brought you brought has been great. Uh, the uh, you know the the things you brought to Burleson are good. So uh, I guess is there anything coming in the new year to American Revelry? You'll be expanding um, your menu, adding things back, what's coming up in 2024? Yeah, so we will be adding that regional menu. Um, and then we're also gonna be changing up our brunch menu. Uh, one of the first things that I did do here and change was our brunch menu. We were just really struggling with what we had on there. Um, so that was kind of one of the first things that we changed. But now that we've done a lot of changes on our dinner menu, we wanna kind of go back and revisit that, revamp the brunch menu as well, so that we will see some changes there. We do serve brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. We've got bottomless mimosas. Um, you know, when the weather's great, come join us on the patio as well. Um, and we hopefully will have a few more things in the works, but nothing else to reveal just yet. Well, we'll all make it down to South Burleson in the new year and come see you. Awesome, fantastic, bud. Steve, any more updates going in the new year? I'm just ready for the new year. Hopefully, I'm hoping it's a little better than last year. <laughs> You're ready for the indoor bricks barbecue to open the uh, standalone bricks in the next big barbecue place. So oh, I, yeah, I know what you're good. looking for. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, well, I, I guess that wraps it up and for another year of uh, the Eat Speak podcast. So until next time, I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. <laughs>